0: Big do, y'all? It's your boy Daniel J. Coming back at you with another Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. Another podcast, of the State of the Steelers. Where today, I'm telling you, the Steelers are going to continue the momentum by beating the Bengals. I hope everybody's had a fantastic week. Enjoying victory, a victory week over the old Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, Andy Dalton, and the New Orleans Saints. In a victory that the Steelers look pretty good. Pretty good, especially running the ball. Defense looked like they stepped up. TJ Watt returned. It was a good showing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think, you know, early on offensively, uh, it didn't look great, especially coming out of the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett missed a couple of passes down the field. Uh, It wasn't (laughs) highlighted, it was highlighted not better by Ben Roethlisberger when he was talking on his podcast with. Bob Pompiani and how he brought out that, you know, a couple of things that Kenny Pickett did wrong. But, you know, we got to remember, guys, he's, he's still a rookie, less than one half, of, less than half of uh, a year and starts under his belt. And so, you know, he's gotten a little bit of criticism, uh, but I think he flashed. And when you say someone flashes, that means that it's not consistent. It's not on all the time as he's a rookie. He flashed. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for improvement. We're looking for a step forward. And like Ben Roethlisberger said, he missed Deontay going deep early. He got him later. He got him later. And and he got him when it counts later on as well. You know, they. it's good to learn through victory, as Coach Mike Tomlin says. Now, Pickett, he's aware of his, you know, uh, shortcomings as a rookie quarterback he stated earlier this week it's going to continue to get better i'm nowhere near where i want to be or where i need to be it's a day at a time there's definitely things that we liked that i've done that i can continue to improve on and there's things that i need to get a lot better at you know that's taking accountability on the on the mistakes that you make and And understanding where you are and understanding the offense and the progression that the offense is going in, you look at some of the stats and the time of possession, the Steelers held the ball for over 37 minutes in that game. You know, that allowed the defense to play fast throughout the entire game because they weren't sucking wind in the fourth quarter because they'd been out there 37-plus minutes. The offense ran the ball for 200 plus yards as a team collectively. Najee Harris was one yard away from triple digits, and for the first time, in my opinion, this season, we saw the return of Najee Harris that we know—the one that we saw last year. The, you know, the make something out of nothing, the, the run over someone, the physical, big, strong back. I think we saw that this week, and and at not a better time, not a, you know it, it's about time <laughs> actually. Um, but you're, I think the identity identity of this team is, is starting to come out. You know, you're looking at Jalen Warren and what he was able to do. You know, you you see that he was able to catch three balls out of the backfield. Uh, he was targeted. Najee Harris was only targeted once, which was a dime by Kenny Pickett. but you look at you know what this team was able to do collectively on the ground you know let's, let's let's hope the Steelers build on that. they need to build on that. they need to build the momentum they need to build that strength. you know the offensive line is building together they Dodson's been dealing with a hip. I think he'll be all right. You know, he's been, these guys on the offensive line have been playing collectively better. Now I get it, you know, Pickett took a few sacks last week, but not all of those were on the offensive line. I mean, you look at how many, you know, how much time he had to scan the field and some of those times, some of those sacks were, were covered sacks, where there was nowhere for, for Kenny to throw the ball to. And so those are going to happen. And, and, you know, maybe he needs to get rid of the ball faster, but I have seen an improvement in in, in his ability to throw the ball away versus, you know, taking a, a one- or two-yard loss. You know, there's a lot of talk out there. Hey, you know why quarterbacks do that, right? They do that so that it doesn't affect their completion percentage and their QBR in the total and and quarterback ratings and things of that nature. Well, I'm glad that Kenny doesn't look at those things and, and care about those things, and he's willing to toss the ball out of bounds to save a couple of yards and time on the clock. I think he's he's on the right path. You know, he got a uh, welcome to the club uh, tweet from Ryan Leaf. I guess him and and uh, J.P. Lothno. Was it Lawson? maybe, the former, not J.P. Lawson, it's Clawson, something like that. Correct me in the, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, That were part of the exclusive uh, three-quarterback club with uh, over 190 passing attempts and only two touchdowns with nine interceptions or something like that. You know, there's got to be a little bit of context behind it. You know, you look at the other stats that go with it, Uh, neither one of those other quarterbacks had the rushing yards that Kenny Pickett has or the rushing touchdowns that Kenny Pickett has. So there's some context there. Um, You know, I think that Kenny Pickett's doing a fantastic job between the twenties. I think the offense as a whole needs to get better in the red zone. They definitely need to get better in the red zone. And I think the Steelers need to, you know, they, they hit on some big plays you know, I think the announcer, if if he was correct, he had mentioned that four four out of the five uh, plus 20-yard runs of the Pittsburgh Steelers that they had came in this game. And it was, it showed, you know, the Steelers need to have that big playability. But up to this point, the Steelers have yet to score a touchdown past, you know, the, the red zone outside of the 20s. And so everything has been, I think the, the longest touchdown play that the Steelers have had to this point was an eight-yard pass. You know, the offense has struggled, but I tell you what, I think this 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 bye week that the Steelers had prior to the New Orleans Saints game really did a lot. That mental break helped out. Now there was a huge injury and we'll get, you know, we'll talk about the huge injury and Mika Fitzpatrick and his availability of this upcoming game in the second part. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of got ahead of myself there. Sorry about that guys. But, uh, back to the offense. Um, I think that we also saw what people were saying when it came to the addition by subtraction, when it came to chase Claypool, um, You know, there is such a thing as too many uh, chefs in the kitchen, so to speak. And in my opinion, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they were able to do this past weekend, a lot of it had to do also with, in my opinion, you know, you didn't have to target um, so many different receivers and make sure that they got their touches. And and it allowed Kenny Pickett to play more freely, in my opinion. And I think it showed that. Um, I think it really did. And I think the Steelers need to to continue in that trajectory. They need to continue maintaining possession of the ball. When you look at the statistics, Kenny Pickett didn't throw. He threw for 30 attempts. I think that's where the bar needs to be for Kenny Pickett, maybe 30, maybe 35 tops. But once you get into 40, 45 throws or attempts, that's that's not a successful game plan, especially for a rookie quarterback with uh, so many – disadvantages to them. I mean, when it comes to experience, you have the inexperience in the offensive line with each other, you know, two of the guys there are under first year with the Pittsburgh Steelers and you have, you know, quarterback, a rookie receiver in George Pickens, a second year tight end and and running back. It's not, it's not the most experienced offense, especially at the top of when it comes to those key positions. And so, um, In my opinion, you know, this team is going to grow. And it's good that the Pittsburgh Steelers put Kenny Pickett in there. I know there's a lot of debate that goes out there, especially up to this point, that, hey, you know, maybe perhaps if Trubisky was still in there, the Steelers would have won a couple more games. And that may have been the case. However, for the, you know, when you you take a step back and look at the big picture of, of what the Pittsburgh Steelers want the Pittsburgh Steelers to be, uh, it's. I don't think Trubisky gets you there now. In order to get it there, there's got to be a little bit of growing pains, and some learning. And why not get those growing pains and 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 have that learning and and have that growth come together with your quarterback, with your receiver, with your running back, and your tight end. And so I think it's a good move that Steelers did this and. Like I said, you know, when it happened, uh, there might be some, some growing pains, but the good thing about this team and and, and this season is it's a long season. And the second half was significantly, uh, less daunting than the first. And fortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the rest of the AFC North is still kind of hanging around. I mean, you have the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens who have kind of perhaps maybe, you know, taken a step ahead, uh, you know they're sitting at um, what is it like six and three? I believe. And and this upcoming weekend, they're at home and they're taking on the uh, on, on they're taking on the North Carolina Panthers, or the Carolina Panthers. I'm sorry. Um, that's not a difficult game for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, uh, I hopefully there's an upset there, but I I don't I don't foresee it. Uh, to be 100% honest with you i think that the ravens are just they're just too much and the my opinion i think I, I think the the panthers are looking on to next year you know after that they got the jaguars the broncos and then the steelers and so you know this, in my opinion the, the the real realistic game there that potentially could could come up with a victory you, you might see an upset with Jacksonville. Jacksonville has been tough. They've still fallen short, but they've been tough. The Steelers, I don't I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to um, be a threat to the Ravens, nor the Panthers. After the Steelers, they have the Browns, the Falcons, Steelers again, and then the Bengals. You know, it, if the Steelers can somehow run the table – All right. That that last game against the Bengals, the the Ravens versus Bengals would be a huge game. But uh, a huge game for the Steelers. (laughs) Because I think that the divisional games are the only the only potential losses for the Baltimore Ravens remaining on their schedule. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers win this game, not only does it you know, improve their record, improve their division record, but it also uh, drops the Cincinnati Bengals down. And so you're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals who are currently, um, what are they, five and four, you know, to drop them down to four. um, Hold on, let me check real quick. Yes, they're five and four. You know they drop them down to five and five, and the Steelers going up to four and six. I mean, the, the Steelers would only be half a game behind, definitely have the tiebreaker, given the fact that they would have beaten them twice. I think that's a uh, it's a possibility there. You look at the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the remaining portion of their schedule. And you know, after the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have the Titans. Chiefs, the Browns, Buccaneers, Patriots, Bills, and then Ravens. Their their schedule is significantly uh, more difficult than the Steelers or and or the Ravens at this point. And so, I I think if the if the Steelers upset them, the Bengals are in for a long season. And just to remind everyone, that the Bengals and the Steelers will be wearing their well, the Bengals will be wearing their alternate uniform all why. white. Steelers are gonna be wearing their color rush unis, all in black with the with the gold, and uh, I really love the uh, the color rush uniforms of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know there's only one blemish when the Steelers wear the color rush uniforms, and that's the uh, duck game against the Bills. Outside of that, the Steelers are undefeated with them. So hopefully, you know they'll continue the Steelers' victory, and they'll be uh winning another one this upcoming week. Now, as for the uh, Cleveland Browns to round off and top off the uh, the stat the state of the AFC North, uh, they're currently ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers because of the uh, of the uh, tiebreaker there. So, the Steelers and the Browns are both three and six. Uh, this upcoming week, they're playing the Buffalo Bills. Now, that game was supposed to be in Buffalo, and it's been moved to uh, Ford uh, Fort Field in in Detroit due to a, a massive snowstorm that's coming in. So. You know, you you look at the Browns' schedule remaining. They have the uh, the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, and Buccaneers to to to. Um... Oh, you know what? I am so sorry, guys. I read the last few games they played. They have the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Texans, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints, Commanders, and the Steelers to round off the. Uh, the the end of their schedule. And so there's, there's some tough games there. Deshaun Watson's supposed to return against the Texans game. Um, I'm not too concerned about Deshaun Watson. He's not played a professional game in a while. And at a certain point, your, your play diminishes. You don't get better at football by not playing football. And so um, I think it's going to be a long season for the Cleveland Browns as well. And so, I think the Steelers have the 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 schedule and so do the Ravens to to push the uh if the Steelers do what they're supposed to do to push them, you know, push for a potential um you know uh, a run there. But but we'll see. Uh but we're going to take a quick break and a word from our sponsors guys when we get back we're going to talk about the defense and update you guys on Mika Fitzpatrick and what I think about where we're going from there. Don't go anywhere we'll be right back. made it to the uh, other side. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. Uh, Welcome back to Behind the Steel Curtain. So with that being said, guys, um, let's get back into it. You know, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be moving forward and building momentum by beating the Cincinnati Bengals this week. And it starts off with defense, guys. You know, they need to take another step forward on what they did last week against the uh, New Orleans Saints, against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals past, so to speak, with Andy Dalton. Um, and, you know, they got to continue on the same trajectory. You look at what they were able to do last week. You know, finally, finally, Alex Highsmith gets some recognition. You know, this season he uh, he's tied for fourth right now at the N- in the NFL for sacks at eight and a half. Yeah. However, you know he he had double digit sack. I mean, <laughs> sorry about that. He had two sacks this past weekend, but I think it could have been two and a half. Um, but they gave him credit for just two. He had a, a, a sack fumble, and he was the um, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Bravo! Congratulations, Alex Highsmith. It's about time. Now, I know you know for the players and. Whatnot these in season, you know, singular week awards or honors are probably not you know what's on their mind. They got bigger picture goals, but you know it's good to see Alex Highsmith get the recognition that he's deserves. Now you look at the defense, and when it come came to stats, T.J. Watt didn't do much, but his impact was felt. I mean, you look at the attention that he grabs, it allows the other players to have, you know, some favorable matchups due to the uh, the attention that TJ Watt grabs. I don't think it's any shock that the two times um uh Alex Highsmith recorded two or more sacks was with TJ Watt on the field. And so, you know, TJ Watt I anticipate to be there this upcoming week. And so that said, I anticipate Alex Highsmith to continue his trajectory as well and continue his dominance and his pass rush that he's been, you know, showing up to this part point in this season. You know, it's um, <clears throat> my opinion, and, and I called him, I called it out earlier in the offseason. Uh, I had mentioned that if, you know, Alex Highsmith needed to get double-digit sacks this year, that only having six last season was well below the line for what the standard is for probably uh, himself uh, having a standard for what he needs to produce and also for the team. He needed to get more than that. It was made up by T.J. Watt having a defense player of the year type of performance and uh, tying the sack record at 22-and-a-half. But I said this year, you know, I don't think that it was – even if T.J. Watt was healthy the entire year, I mean, the expectation to have him break or tie the sack record again probably was a little bit unrealistic. Um, You know, in my opinion, though, uh, what wasn't was Alex Highsmith going in an upward trajectory. And I think he did that this year. I think he really – uh, flashed I think he really took a step forward and and he's that dominant force uh Steelers still need in my opinion another guy uh Malik Reed he's done better he's gotten better but I think they're, they're, I think that position still still needs it still has a hole there uh but you can't talk about the defense without talking about uh Minka Fitzpatrick he was uh did not play last week and DeMonte Casey filled in for him admirably. That is, you know, I thought DeMonte Casey did a fantastic job. Um, he was very opportunistic, which is a characteristic that is known by him. It's, you know, he was the, uh, at one point, the leading interceptor in the NFL uh, when he played for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And, and, you know, he was very opportunistic in, in this game against the Saints. Uh, was opportunistic again when a pass deflected off the hands of a receiver. He came up big with the uh, with the turnover interception. And so, um, Demonte Casey's big, but Minka Fitzpatrick—that's that's the leader of the secondary. That's that is the guy. Him going back there and and utilizing a three safety set is going to be key, especially since that's something the Steelers haven't deployed yet in real stadiums or in, in real games, you know, it's only been in preseason and in training camp. So there's not much film on there of the Steelers using a three safety set in this form with with these guys, Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, and Devonti Casey. And all indications at this point of this time of recording is that Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be a game time decision, but looks like he's potentially going to be a go. He was a full participant in practice on Thursday. And, you know, one of the concerns is, and he had alluded or he spoke to reporters earlier this week and kind of talked about what led up to him um, finding out that he had a appendicitis and was needing a, a, an appendectomy. Was that he was having some stro- some issues, you know, going to the bathroom, realized he hadn't gone in a couple of days, um, got it checked out by the team and. They gave him some medication so that he can relieve himself. And um, after doing so, still was feeling pain in his abdomen. So he uh, got some images done and revealed the appendicitis, which required the surgery. Uh, he had been doing some cardio since the surgery up to the, the point of this recording. And on Thursday, he was a full participant. Um, he stated, and, and Tara Lawson stated, it's going to be a game time decision. It's going to depend on of um, the wound itself and and how much it's healed at that point. So the dangers or the, the worrisome part about the surgery is that in order to get to the appendicide, uh, the appendix, I'm sorry, is the surgeon has to cut through the muscle of the abdomen and, you know, it's a um, you know, tear to the muscle. You want to make sure that's healed completely before you go out there and put any extreme physical strenuous work, into that area, and so, um, you know, most players are out for about 10 to 14 days, so, you know, to see him come back this soon and be participating just talks wonders about the medical staff uh, in and around the Pittsburgh area, and so bravo to them and to Mika Fitzpatrick on his speedy recovery and return back so quickly, Uh, and against a team that, well, it doesn't seem like he likes very well. Um, you know, he he seems like the Cincinnati Bengals are a team that he's not too, too thrilled with. And so they're missing one of their, um, one of their stars in, um, in Jamar Chase, which, you know, they still have some, you know, a deep receiver threat and and Higgins and, and you have Joe Mixon you got to worry about. But, um, you know, not having to defend Jamar Chase is is a big, big, you know, advantage for the Steelers defense. And so, you know, let's just take a quick gander at the uh um at the injury report up to this point. So, you know, everything's looking good in the right direction. The Witherspoon has still, you know, been in and uh, not participating with his hamstring. That that seems like it's a very serious hamstring injury. Um, when you look for the Bengals, you're looking at Jamar Chase not participating, of course, with this hip; like he's not going to be there. Uh, Dax Hill's had a shoulder. Their safety, uh, defensive tackle Josh, Josh Tipu hasn't participated with a calf. Um, uh, their offensive tackle Deontay Smith is uh, dealing with an illness. Everybody else seems like they're going to be a go, including the former Pittsburgh Steeler, Mike Hilton. Uh, He was dealing with a finger issue. He'll be a go. And so um, for the most part, it's going to be a team. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are missing their star receiver, but um, I think it's going to be a a healthy team on both sides. Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm correct, are coming off a bye week. And so – they're getting healthy as well. It's going to be a tough matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's one I think the Steelers are going to win. You know, my uh, my keys to victory in this game is going to be to just be consistent and maintain what you're doing and, and continue that trajectory from last week. You know, continue the pressure of the quarterback with minimal defenders. Um, play fast in the defensive back room. You know, the Steelers are going to have to win the turnover battle they picked off. Or they took. I'm sorry, they took the ball away from Joe Burrow five times last time. I think uh, what was it? Four interceptions, something like that. Three interceptions, a couple fumbles, something like that. Um, but Steelers won the turnover battle in the last matchup. Uh, this time they um they need to put this team away and and do it early, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup because it's a divisional divisional foe. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, they I think they can do this. I think defensively they're going to be able to handle Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals offense. It's just going to be up to the Steelers Steelers offense to maintain their their trajectory and and maintain the time of possession. You know, the last time the Steelers faced the Cincinnati Bengals, the Steelers defense was on the field for 100 snaps. So that that can't be the situation again. So the Steelers are going to have to maintain the ball, um, continue the running game and and continue Maintaining possession of the ball with the run. And and I think the Steelers also, if they uh, don't turn the ball over again, they got a good opportunity to win this game. Uh, I'm picking the Steelers to win this game. 27 to 20. I think it's still going to be pretty close. I think the Steelers win by a touchdown. I think um, think they're going to be a little bit more aggressive. And this is the reason why they get um, so many points. And I think that the reason why they have 27 is a, a miss extra point by Matthew Wright. You know, I'm concerned about that, the, the kicker. I, I understand it was his first game back in the Berg and his first time kicking back in Accra Shore for, for a while. But he had two horrible misses against the Saints that allowed the New Orleans Saints to kind of stick around and hang around. And the Steelers can't afford to have that happen again. So I anticipate them being a little bit more aggressive, especially, um, you know, around the 40s to maybe the 25. And if they're in a situation where it's less than fourth and four, maybe fourth and three and and, and down, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be aggressive and go for it a little bit more often than not. And right now I think the Steelers are uh, uh, second in percentage for – Fourth down conversions uh, with nine for being nine for twelve on the season, so it's um it's not a bad thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers to go for it on fourth down, um and be aggressive and put some points on the board and and keep keep the Bengals at bay and and continue to maintain your foot on their neck. You can't let this team come back. You know, last the first time the Steelers played them, I felt that. You know, the Steelers got a few turnovers and they kind of turned it down on offense and said, hey, don't turn over this game. This defense got us. You don't turn over the game. You don't turn over the ball. You know, the Steelers are going to win this game and they kept their defense out there a little too long, in my opinion, ended up resulting in the injury that has kept T.J. Watt out for majority of the season. So, um, you know, let's not do that (laughs) again. Let's be aggressive. Let's go in there. Let's. Let's kick some tail. But um, yeah, that's what I got for you guys today. My keys of victory is maintain possession of the ball, run the ball. Uh, don't turn it over and sack Joe Burrow early and often. But that's all I got for you this week, guys. Let's let's get another win. Let's stack it up. It's about time the Pittsburgh Steelers get two in a row. Let's show, let's show the rest of the NFL the Steelers are not out. They don't quit. And they're going to make a run. That's all I got for you this week. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, If you haven't listened to any of the other podcasts, which I highly doubt. If you're listening to me, I'm sure you listen to everybody else. But go back and listen to Bad Language. Listen to Stat Geek. Listen to the Let's Ride podcast, uh, the Steelers Fix, the the Film Room with uh, Jeffrey Benedict. Go check those guys out. With that being said, I'm Daniel J. This is uh, Behind the Steel Curtain and State of the Steelers. Peace.